Hi, I am Iria Enachimio. Let the truth be told. I have listened to as many speeches of Professor Patrick Lumumba as have reached me through social media, and I am truly proud to call him a great son of Africa, one who cares about her fortunes and would find a solution to her problems if he could. It was his name that first attracted me, Lumumba, Professor Patrick Lumumba. See, because Africa was once robbed of another great son called Patrice Lumumba, first Prime Minister of the Independent Democratic Republic of the Congo. Patrice Lumumba, Patrick Lumumba. The two names have such close resemblance that I suspect it is not by coincidence. What's in a name? Plenty. Patrice Lumumba was an African leader who was betrayed by his own people and by the Belgium who had colonized them and by the same people who today ceaselessly preach democracy to us. Wikipedia records that shortly after Congolese independence in 1960, a mutiny broke out in the army, marking the beginning of the Congo crisis. Lumumba appealed to the United States and the United Nations for help to suppress the Belgian-supported Katangan secessionists led by Moïse Shombe. Both refused, so Lumumba turned to the Soviet Union for support. Then they all blamed him for being pro-communist and abandoned him to the wolves. Lumumba was subsequently imprisoned by state authorities under Mobutu and executed by a firing squad under the command of the Katangan authorities. In 2002, Belgium formally apologized for its role in the assassination. The more I have listened to the prof, the more I have wished to sit across a table from him and have a chat over coffee. Such a brilliant analytical mind. But I don't see the likelihood of that happening. So. I have chosen to take advantage of technology and have that chat, even if I don't give him the fair chance of responding to me. I'm calling it a dialogue, even though it is not. But who says life is fair? Prof, uh, let's talk about China and the Chinese. You know, as I talk about African unity, China refuses to get out of my mind. And I hope I'm wrong. But the Chinese know that we are disunited. And they know that in our disunited state, we can be manipulated. And they are in the process of manipulating us. So today, there is not a single African country in which the Chinese have not built a stadium. They think we love stadia. Oh, of course we love stadia, Prof. But because we can't build great stadia of our own, most homes that can afford it invest heavily on TV networks that bring sports stadia from across the world to their living rooms. Prof. Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, even rugby. That's how the Nigerian, for instance, can afford to be called the happiest person in the world. And he is glad to be. There is not a single African country in which they are not building some roads. Ah, oh, don't be surprised, Prof. You see, most African governments are bloated, and the ministers and congressmen usually have more money than they, than they know what to do with. 
Apart from a country like Ethiopia, for instance, African leaders are not interested in investing in infrastructure. They are not interested in long-term plans or in making capital investments. Imagine a potentially great country like Nigeria no longer owns an airline. African leaders just love chopping, which is the pidgin English word for eating. Mm. They, they, they love consumables, wine, women, and song, caviar, champagne, with their names etched on the bottles. You see, according to an African proverb, if you must eat a toad, pick a fat one with eggs in its belly. You see, they love homes in Dubai, France, America. And the Chinese have seen how we love cars. We have no roads, but some of the most sophisticated car models may be found in Africa. Japanese cars, German cars, Chinese cars, all kinds of cars and models. The Chinese have only taken it just one step further to build roads for their cars. The Chinese are capable of delivering three types of qualities of the things they do. Quality number one, they take to the United States of America and Europe. Quality number two, they take to their fellow Asian countries, including India. Quality number three, which is at the very bottom, they dump in Africa, and the Africans consume them gleefully. Well, as we say in pidgin English, how for do, prof, how for do, which is to say, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. We don't manufacture much, but some of us have petroleum. The market is dying, but what is left of it is enough to keep our rogue leaders burping. There are not that many, you see, and their membership is very restricted. And the multitudes are not even really paying attention. They are in houses of worship praying to God. You see, they pay enough to their spiritual leaders to ensure that they do not wait in vain. At least, they are assured that when they die, they will go to heaven where there is no suffering. You know, many times when I look at Ghana, the Ghanaian president whom I respect is invited to Beijing to negotiate with Beijing, as indeed the Kenyan president would be, and the Burundi president to negotiate with Beijing on a bilateral basis. And when they invite African leaders, they humor them, complete with guards of honor and 21-gun salutes, so that they think that they are equal. No, 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 no. Don't get them wrong. They're not stupid. Oh, oh, come on. You don't get to become a successful thief by being stupid. Many of them realize that it doesn't mean that they are equals. But think about the photo op. Think what those pictures look like back home. Think about the grateful local media men and women who are privileged to undertake such trips with their highnesses. And check out the, the, the loyal reports that accompany those pictures. Look, they're not stupid, prof. They are even smart enough to recognize that many of those who sing their praises will stab them in the back at the slightest opportunity. You see, that's why they become kleptomaniacs. They steal everything they can while they're in office, store them away in Switzerland and other countries that preach democracy by day, so that if someday they are forced out of office and have to run, they are sure of a hiding place. Prof, come on. Surely you can understand that. But the Ghanaian economy's GDP is possibly one-third of the GDP of the city of Beijing. The Burundian economy is only two billion United States dollars, 
which is the same amount that an American professional boxer earns in one year. <laughs> the economy of Benin is smaller than Coca-Cola's advertising budget for one year. In other words, African economies are Mickey Mouse economies which cannot compete. Oh, Mickey Mouse. You mean that cartoon character? Prof. That is serious. And because we are disunited, we are incapable of moving as one unit. The European Union wants to have what they call bilateral negotiations with Benin. The European Union's combined economy, perhaps the largest market in the world today, is something in the neighborhood of 14 trillion United States dollars if you combine the European Union economy, and you have bilateral negotiations with Benin. That is smaller than the turnover of Standard Chartered Bank. In other words, the president of Standard Chartered Bank could very well be the one negotiating with the president of Benin, if we were to be realistic. But that is because we are disunited. And I'm submitting to us that the only antidote to that is our unity. A united Africa. <laughs> oh, prof. Prof, you can't be serious. Even our sub-regions are not united. Look, visit the local communities. The leaders are feasting and the followers are fasting. The priests have taught everyone to speak in tongues. I don't think you know what's going on, Prof. The African politician is perhaps, with due respect to them, Africa's curse. Ah, I see. I see. I apologize for doubting you, Prof. Look, I love this man. You know, we should do this more often, Prof. You really, you do know what's going on. So, what do you want us to do about it? Go to our spiritual leader, to seek deliverance? Thanks for listening. And please make sure to subscribe, follow, and share the podcast, Let the Truth Be Told. And join me every two weeks for a brand new episode. Take care and stay safe.